Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan pulse crop producers remain hopeful a trade dispute with India can be resolved before the end of the month. India before the end of March. India is requiring Canadian pulse crops to be fumigated before export after April 1st. Pulse Canada CEO Gordon Bacon says the Canadian government has submitted a proposal that fumigation is unnecessary. He adds the type of fumigation required by India doesn't work in the Canadian cold weather. What we are rapidly approaching is the time period when India said they would give us a response back to that proposal. So that's the reason we have some optimism because we have done our homework. We have a a solid system. The Canada Grain Act deals very specifically with what happens if uh, live insects are found in in country or terminal elevators. So what the package is doing is basically explaining the things that Canadians know about the grain handling system, uh, taking a look at work we've done to look at the genus and species of the types of nematode that we have in, in Western Canadian fields that show up in peas, So we're sort of systematically looking at all of the potential areas of concern to India, addressing them. And it's our view in the trade and certainly the view of Government of Canada that exports of pulses from India do not present a risk to India. And from a plant protection and quarantine perspective, then the origins from Canada can be treated accordingly. And and that's really what we're focusing on. And and discussions uh, are emphasizing why we need an answer very quickly on this because, as I said, we we are being impacted right now because we can't ship containers and get them there before the end of March and we can't ship bulk vessels and get them there before the end of March. And Canada does business with India 12 months of the year. So it's not only now, but it is sort of that lead time for everything until we know what a certain policy will be where we're in a bit of a state of, of limbo. So the Canadian proposal is that fumigation is not necessary in Canada because it's already under control? What we, yeah, we're, we're looking at basically uh, the risk potential from Canada, how our system handles it, and how that matches up with the uh, pests of quarantine concern that are published uh, and available on, on India's uh, plant protection and quarantine list. So if India says, no, you have to fumigate, then there's the other issue of how do you fumigate grain in winter? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, India, a change in policy in India didn't change the climate in Canada. So we still have the issue that we have had all along, which is part of the reason why Canada was given a derogation, and that is that we can't fumigate when our cargo or air temperatures are below the range uh, on the product that India is going to specify has to be used. And um, so nothing has changed there. And um, I think that what we've tried to do is add the evidence to address uh, specific pests of concern to show that, you know, we are... um, you never have zero risk, but we are the lowest possible risk uh, that you could find given all of the things related to um, live insects uh, and also you know, specific pests uh, such as a stem and bulb nematode of concern to India. Bacon will be in India next week as part of a Canadian trade delegation, including Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley. India is the world's largest market for pulse crops, with purchases from Canada amounting to over $1.1 billion and more than 1.9 million tons last year. 
month of February was warmer than normal in Saskatchewan, but Environment Canada's senior climatologist says winter is not over yet. David Phillips says temperatures were more than three degrees warmer than usual for February in southern Saskatchewan at minus eight. The first part of February, um, we saw some pretty cold temperatures, uh, uh, several couple of days certainly with temperatures below minus 30. And then sort of in the last, even though the month sort of ends a little bit you know, a couple degrees maybe cooler than normal, what I would describe as near normal. The, the last two weeks, though, had certainly more melting days than, uh, than freezing days. And um, we saw temperatures that uh, got up to, uh, uh, to almost six degrees uh, in, in February. So certainly there was a protracted uh, uh, February uh, thaw. We saw um, uh, snowfall uh, uh, totals were uh, a little bit more snow than normal, but most of it was gone by the end of the, uh, the month. So I, I think that uh, in some ways it was both a, a test of, of polar air, Arctic air at the beginning of the month, and then we saw more of a Pacific flow, which uh, helped to uh, maybe thaw the ground a little bit, but, but certainly brought um, some, some melting and welcomed uh, temperatures. How much were temperatures above normal for February in southern Saskatchewan? Well, if we look at the uh, at the total numbers, um, the average temperature in Regina, for example, southern Saskatchewan, was about minus 8.4. Uh, that would be an average of all the highs and the lows, where the normal for uh, for February would be about 11 minus 11.7, nearly minus 12. So you can see about almost uh, four degrees, uh, three and a half to four degrees uh, warmer than normal. Uh, the number of days below minus 20. Uh, which is often a mark of a cold day. They typically would be 10 on average. Well, there were only six in uh, Regina, for example, in, uh, in February. Uh, snowfall, as I mentioned, was up, but, uh, but because of those melting temperatures at the uh, sort of from the middle of the month on, uh, most of that uh, snow uh, dis- disappeared. So I think in, in some ways, um, February was a little warmer than, uh, uh, than January on average. It, it normally is uh, we really see a change of uh, of temperatures as we go from January, February, March? For example, the February is often about three degrees warmer than January, but March is often seven degrees warmer than February, and then April is about ten degrees warmer than than March. So we we see that that kind of um, of run up to uh, to milder temperatures. It gets more pronounced as we as we move on in the uh, in the year. But as we move into March, will there be more snow? Well, you know, if you take a look in southern Saskatchewan uh, after the 1st of March, I mean, most growers uh, realize that, hey, you don't write the obituary on, on winter-like weather. I mean, you've had some thawing temperatures. There's, there's uh, more, you know, sunshine seems warmer at this time. The days are getting longer. But, you know, we, you, don't, you don't think that winter is over until, my gosh, uh, maybe, maybe sometime in April if, if one is fortunate. You know, in, for example, in southern Saskatchewan, about 29 centimeters or about almost 30 percent of your annual snowfall occurs after the first of March. Now I think I think March snow would be welcomed in parts of, of uh, southern Saskatchewan. For example in many parts of the southwest uh, and the south I mean its uh, precipitation is still maybe about three quarters of what you normally would be uh, say for the last three months. It's really in the southeastern corner of the province where uh, precipitation totals are are above normal and certainly there is 
is some nervousness there about about flooding, but but hey, that's a little bit too premature to worry about. Uh, but but certainly, I I think that um, in many parts of Saskatchewan, central, uh, northern, southern Saskatchewan, except for the southeast part of the province, um, that flooding doesn't seem to be an issue. Now we'll have to wait and see how March and April goes with some heavy spring rains and and some uh, wet soppy snowfalls. I mean that situation could change. But right now, uh, apart from southern Manitoba, where the flood worry is is high, it, it doesn't seem to be as much of a concern for uh, for Saskatchewan. As I say, I think a little bit more moisture would be uh, would be good. But um, it's the temperatures that that may be a little bit of a setback. Uh, what we're calling for March for m- most of the province is um, temperatures that are a little cooler than normal. So we're not going to see a rush to to spring. We're not going to go from slush to to sweat sort of uh, thing. I mean, it'll still be a time before farmers get onto their fields and and do the field work that is necessary. But um, but certainly in March, uh, we know that the um, uh, conditions um, are tend to be more fickle. Uh, you get you know a little bit of winter and then you get a little bit of summer. It's that kind of play uh, back and forth that we often see in March. And and our models seem to suggest while the flavor of March might be a little cooler than normal, they certainly would be warmer than what we saw in uh, in, in February. So my sense is that uh, we, we still have some winter weather to go, but the days are getting longer. You can almost see the the end coming in uh, in, in uh, five uh, five weeks. Say it will be uh, clearly will be into spring kind of uh, of conditions, and um, and the soil will warm up, and hey, that would be all good news for uh, for farmers. David Phillips is a senior climatologist with Environment Canada. The market updates on the source six twenty CKRM. And now the latest livestock quotations. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting for the Swift Current Yards on location today at Vermilion, Alberta for the ranchman's Simmental Bull Sale. Last week, certainly an eventful week in the cattle industry. Our Tuesday cow sale with 400 head of cattle in on the regular sale. I'm very much on a stronger trend. The average 92.20 in all the cows in the sale. Uh, good smooth cows at 95 to a dollar one. We did have some young three and four year old cows trade up as high as a dollar 15 16. Uh, certainly those youthful firm cows will be taking some cuts out of them to make the money up. On to the bull trade. We had a limousine bull trade as high as a dollar 28.50 every bull in the sale at a buck seven. Throughout the week, the future market uh, climbed and that showed around the country in the feeder cattle market as it was a couple bucks stronger. Then on Friday, the future market dipped and we're going, "Uh uh-oh, but thankfully this morning, uh, futures are back on an upward trend. Thursday was a major herd dispersal for Wayne and Karen Corey. 490 head of black and red cows sold. They had a large number of second calvers and heifers. In fact, 180 of those averaged 2,600, sold as high as 2,850. Their four to nine-year-old cows averaged 21 and a half, uh, traded as low as 16 and a quarter. Overall, uh, 490 cows averaged $2,316. There's still some action in the cow industry. That's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland Swift Current. 
And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 174 to 175 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 heads, selling in a range of 170 to 172 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, February 24th were SIG 3, 176.04, SIG 4, 180.08, SIG 5, 178.06, Cash 176.56, Britco 176.77, Thunder Creek 174.79. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. Um. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 30 cents at 473.52. Oats went down 3.72 at 170.12. Yellow peas declined $3 at 277.49. Number one red spring wheat dropped 63 cents at 228.10. The rest were unchanged. Durham 272.17. Feed barley 134.14. Flax 468.55. Feed wheat, $136.48 per metric ton. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat was down 10 cents a bushel at 534 and three quarter cents.